Hello friends, welcome to another episode of I Hope I Get It, the podcast where we share stories from the audition room. I'm Taryn Stain, and this week I have a treat for you all. This week my guest is music director and accompanist Max Grossman. Max is a music director and pianist based in New York City. His credits include the national tours of Falsettos, Bright Star, and Peter and the Starcatcher. He's Regional theatre credits include the Paper Mill Playhouse, Western Playhouse, Gallery Players, New York Music Festival, Hangar Theatre, and more. Max has a bachelor's degree in piano performance from Stetson University and a master's degree in conducting from Ithaca College. I love talking to Max because he provided me with so much insight into the mind, I guess, of the person who is in the audition room playing the piano. And I loved the stories that he told, but I also loved the um, the things that I learned. That I that at me, you know, as an actor, I go in and I I I'm so in my head about with with what I need to do in the room that I I almost never think about what's going on in the heads of anyone else in the room. And so. To have Max, who's in those rooms playing the piano, share his stories with me was it was enlightening. And I hope that you know any actor who's you know who listens to this podcast that you will listen to what Max has said, and that it will, and that there will be a shift in the relationship between the actor and the accompanist. I hope that you will enjoy this conversation with Max Grossman. Max, thanks again so much for um, for joining me. I'm I'm very excited to speak to you because I you were the first person, uh, the first guest that I've had on the podcast who is a musician and who plays uh, not only in shows but in the audition room. Mm-hmm. And I um, I'm ashamed to say, but I do not know the process of uh, the process it takes or the process you go through to to get to be first of all the person playing in the audition room is it your buddy calling you up and saying hey max i need someone um and then also how you get to play in these shows so let's start um, from like the beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah it's 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 interesting because like I feel like even when I first moved to the city, like I was asking so many people advice on like how to like get started and how to like get into auditions and playing shows. And everybody was like, everyone goes through their own journey. There's not really, I mean, with even actors, like there's not like a a manual you can follow. Like everybody Mm -hmm. really does like through their own journey. But with like musicians, it's, it's completely, I mean, you don't really even need like a high school diploma, like to do this, like, because- it's all by word of mouth and it's all by who you know and just like that type of situation so it 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 was funny because like now like it's the same answer that I now give I'm just like I don't really know like what advice I could give somebody to like you know you know what I mean it was like my own personal experience but basically so if we're talking about like auditioning like auditions um I also like s- sight reading as a pianist is mm-hmm. like com- is it's just a like completely separate skill uh which I didn't realize until a little too late because <laughs> I was like 
people were like, okay, yeah, 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 you, you need to like go play auditions first. And like, I was, I, I did my undergrad um, with like classical piano and mm -hmm. like even my grad, my graduate school experience was very kind of classical based. So there wasn't, and I never did musical theater until like two years before I moved to the city. So there was a lot to like learn. And there was a lot of like, I think like, um, I just wasn't aware of like, how different it was so yeah. just because like somebody is a great player and even like somebody who's like an okay sight reader like the audition like the piano audition kind of experience is kind of a whole different beast because you have to really be like on top of it with like every single person that comes in and you have to like either like catch things mm -hmm. you have to kind of like on the spot also reduce like the score to make it like playable yeah. it's not just like oh you're a great sight reader and you're playing everything on the page and that's amazing it's it's a lot of like mechanics of like okay well that's like a very hard thing that's coming up and I'm not going to be able to play that <laughs> for the first like try <laughs> so it's like you know like reducing that and like figuring that out and also just like the communication between the singer and the pianist and like you know like I I joke a lot on Twitter because like I have been handed like music from singers that that's like insane. I'm just like, how have you like gotten this far in auditions with like this sheet music? Like it's, and I'm not saying like, when I'm saying it's bad sheet music, I'm saying like, it's like lyrics like typed out with like chords on top or like, it's like block, like the printer didn't like print it correctly. And like, just people just don't know. So it's like, you know, it's like the communication of like, okay, I see what you want, mm -hmm, <laughs> but you're mm -hmm. not communicating it like, in a musical sense, but that's okay because like not everybody has that training. But um, so yeah, I started out with playing auditions and I was really confused <laughs> at why I was awful too. And um, then I started backing away from that and actually Michael Casera was he's a casting director here and he does a lot of he did a lot of like nymph shows and he does a lot of regional stuff and he's a great um person and he I was playing auditions for him and it just it was it it went terribly and um he could tell I was frustrated and he's like so what do you like want to do and I was like telling him I want to like you know, be a music director and like, I, I, I'm open to playing auditions, but I feel like so uncomfortable doing it. And he's like, not every pianist is like an audition pianist. And he, he just made that very like clear to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of backed away from the audition thing because I realized I was not making a great like first impression to these people, even like casting directors. And it was like, not, it's just like, it's not a great feeling to like sound like absolutely terrible yeah. when you like, have been playing for most of your life. And so um, what I actually did that was super helpful was I started playing at universities and I kind of was, I was taught like how to sight read in a safe environment um, in like classes because students would bring in new stuff like every week and, you know, they're like learning in class and we're stopping yeah. and starting, but it's also giving me like the experience of like figuring out exactly how to sight read and also just like the amount of rep repertoire that you are handed, like it just gets easier because you see the same stuff. And mm -hmm. um, it really was like, a, you just like, I just had to like keep 
trying to sight read to get to where I'm at now. And now I'm a very, I'm very comfortable in like my abilities, but it did take like five years for that to happen, which is longer than people think. And like, I, um, you know, right before this whole pandemic started, like I finally was like at a place I was like, yeah, I feel good now. Like Mm -hmm. playing auditions for like Broadway shows now. And it's, you know, you know, it's like, it is like a high pressure situation even in that because like you are kind of responsible for this person yeah. who you don't know coming in and like the stakes are so high for them and mm-hmm. you just want to do good. So um, that's how I got into playing auditions. And then in terms of like shows, it like pretty much every, I mean, major like production that I've done has come out of like nowhere. Like I I thought it would be more me inquiring and me like, you know, introducing myself to like these music supervisors and then like Mm -hmm. maintaining a relationship with them. But like, it really became like, I mean, the last two shows I did, I just got like a random call and, um, was just like offered a job by a music contractor and that's how it works and it's just it's super random but um that's why there's no like again like no advice you can give to a especially a music director and a conductor because people make their broadway debuts at like 23 and they make their broadway debuts at like 50 and Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a completely different beast to tackle i think yeah and I, I think, I'm, well, I'm sure that once you have worked with someone um, and you formed and, you know, they become part of your network, um, you might mm-hmm. find that they frequently will say, you know, I know a guy, you know, Max, come and do this. Can you do this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And like, to, to answer your question about like people calling me in for auditions, that did become, that that's that's easier to navigate than like actual like joining shows because mm-hmm. um you know like I'm actually like friends with Patrick Goodwin who works at Telsey like we like hang out as friends and um we like kind of formed a friendship first and then I was like by the way if you ever need like a pianist and now it's kind mm-hmm. of it's it's like that like they'll just like text me and like can are you available for this or this um and yeah, it's, it's, it's just like that. They, they usually just like will email or text beforehand um, with that. But also what's also been very helpful is playing classes uh, in the town for like working actors. Now, like the growing studio is a, is a wonderful kind of, I don't, I guess it's like a, I, I don't know, a business. Um, what they, they hire basically like creatives in Broadway shows to teach classes and specifically sometimes like actual packets, like Mm -hmm. the Wicked Music Conductor will teach a class on what the people behind the table are looking for. And that's also been a great kind of like networking opportunity where it's easy to meet people that way, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that you, that you mentioned um, you know, you, someone's coming into the room and you want to, you want to do right by them. And because I, for me, the person in the room that 
I feel has my back more than anyone at the table is the person sitting at the piano, you know, because I feel like they want yeah. me to succeed. You know, we come in and it's like, I'm, I like, I know the panel's judging me and I got to prove you wrong. But the person at the piano, right, right. I know you have my back. So like, I, I, I want you to be my yeah. friend. And it's, it's, it's just, it's such a, I mean, I joke about it because I'm like, the, the pianist is, relationship to the singer is like very dark sometimes because like yes. <laughs> we are the people that see like I'm the person that sees the person's energy coming into the room mm -hmm. and then I'm the the last person they see when they grab their book and it's it's very like dark sometimes where they're like you know like so excited to come in or like nervous and then if the audition goes great like it's such a joy to like hand them the book and they're but if it goes like poorly like the you see some darkness behind their eyes and it's crazy <laughs> um but yeah it it is like it's a really interesting relationship because i feel like singer it really i am like glad i'm like talking to you about this because like i do feel like m the majority of singers really don't understand what pianists like have to do and I don't know if it's like an intimidation thing because they don't understand like the musicality of like what we know which is understandable because again like it's just like something that you're taught in music school mm -hmm. and like in musical theater school you're not I mean you're taught theory and that's it but like you don't have the same like knowledge about music that we have just like we don't have the same knowledge about like dance or acting or mm -hmm. or even you know like mechanics of the voice right but um I think like the where it gets mixed up is like yeah we always want like the singer to do well and I feel like if the piano I mean sometimes like you just like play a, a song bad and like it, it just like you know we're playing auditions also for like eight hours a yeah. day and it's like taking the SAT brain is sometimes just mush <laughs> but like you know if the pianist is kind of fumbling or we have to like start over I feel like there's always such a like passive like aggressiveness of like you ruined my audition but singers like need to know that like first of all like we don't feel great <laughs> after doing that right and also like the people on the table know 99% of the time that it's a pianist's like um fault that it went like it's it's very obvious when like something is kind of falling apart and it's the piano's um problem and not the singers so there's just like a lot of I think miscommunication of like we're all just trying our best you know <laughs> correct um yeah have you ever have you ever uh changed the you know the tempo of the song you know just maybe slowed it down just slightly if you see that someone is really spiraling and they're super panic and they're just you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, and that's also like the, of what we were talking about earlier of like, just like figuring out what the singer actually wants. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you can tell, I mean, you really kind of have to like take in, like if the person's kind of like shaky when they're putting down their book, you can tell that they're nervous. And I try and like, you know, like smile and like, just listen to what they have to say and, and that, but also if there's like a really like common song, and like the tempo is like noticeably different. I will like ask and I'll be like, okay, are you sure that's what you want? 
Mm-hmm. And if they say yes, I'll be like, okay, and I'll kind of play it softly of like, this is how it's going to sound. And, you know, usually it's like, oh, yeah, 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 let's do it slower. Or like, it, it, so like, yes and no. And also, I mean, sometimes even singers still just like put it down and they're like, are you good? And I'll just be <laughs> like, yeah. And I'll just do like the tempo that I assume. And it usually is like, fine. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I also usually when I'm talking to singers about temp like uh showing tempo uh to usually set it back a few clicks slower because like it is such a nerve-wracking yeah um process so yeah 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 it's uh because I always say that like at an audition everything you know for me anyway as the performer going in everything is heightened everything is heightened for the minute I woke up that morning my breakfast I was on alert I was getting dressed I was on alert (laughs) and I'm and (laughs) everything is spiraling and then I guess I I never think like the person at the piano it's also a nerve-wracking thing for them because they're help they're trying to help me present the best version of me that I can be yes and also like you just never know like what you're gonna get like I've had like pianos that like their pedals aren't like working all the time or like it's just like it's just like the situation is so like yeah I I don't know it's always so random but I I also always tell actors like when you're practicing singing through stuff like you you should practice like giving direction to the pianist um just as much like almost practice it as like a monologue where you're just like okay I need to like of course like say hi I need to like explain like where this cuts to if there's a cut and I need to explain the tempo um or even like going further if it's like a pop rock song I mean mm-hmm. that's even I mean that's even more confusing especially to me because I'm not as familiar with pop rock music so you know like figuring out exactly what especially with like pop rock music, you know, it's like usually on music notes and the, yeah. the sheet music for that is so, it's more of like a guide rather than like, this is what you should play. Yes. It's communicating how you want that style as well. And mm-hmm. so there's just like, there's so much to like explain when you're like also like grasping your surroundings and like trying to also like the casting director is trying to like say something to you. Yeah. you know like oh my god I saw you at Starbucks uh, but you're also trying to explain like it it you have to be like super confident in talking to in what you want to say to the pianist as well as like your actual audition mm-hmm. um have you ever or do you ever while you're playing think um oh you know this person would be really good for this role or do you just focus on what you're playing <laughs> usually like I there's no time but like, <laughs> but I will say like if I'm playing it uh especially like callbacks for a show and mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing one after another and there is like more you know like I'm, I'm used to playing uh it's, it's basically the same thing is what I'm saying it's not like really sight reading then like I will like pay attention more and there was actually one one uh production in Chicago I was doing uh, playing auditions for and there were like some really great people coming in for it and this um this woman did Roxy and uh she's she's an amazing dancer and I won't 
I won't like reveal her name, but she she's like this incredible dancer and she did the entire Roxy number with like the, the monologue and like the vamp and the piano was just like, dum, dum, da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da, like basically the entire time. So I was really watching her and she was like, da- like it was a full performance that she gave, it was like a Broadway performance. And like, that was a time where I was like, oh my God, she's like amazing. And like, when she like got her book back, I like, I will just be like, you're like incredible. Like you, <laughs> like, that's great. Like, Cause I'm still like amazed at like the talent in the city. Like everybody is like so talented mm-hmm. that like, yeah. And if it is something that like, I'm really comfortable playing, like I, yeah, I will sometimes be like, it's, it's less of like, oh, this person would be great. It's more of like, oh my God, I'm completely now a fan of your voice, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, have, has the panel yeah. ever said to you, hey, Max, what did you think? <laughs> um, usually, like, honestly, n- no. But, I, I mean, there's usually a music director behind the table, so they'll go to them first. But yeah. they will, they will sometimes see how singers maybe uh act with the pianist and if it's you know in a ruder tone Mm -hmm. they will ask me like hey what happened um there was like one time i was playing auditions for titanic and it was like more of an older uh age group that was coming in for like those type roles and it was like the first audition of the morning and this man was like just not like having me and he was like conducting me during his song it was so bizarre and um he like ended it with like that piano like you play really loud and I was just I don't like I don't know how to like respond to that I'm just like okay (laughs) sorry and he's like yeah have you ever heard that song before and it was just like such a rude kind of like it's just like take your book and leave but like they were they were like did what was he what was he saying to you and like you know nobody wants to work with that type of energy mm-hmm. and sure enough like his goes in the no pile because like you have to be like respectful to everybody so that's the only time i think like people behind the table ask my opinion is like are they nice <laughs> rather than are they like talented yeah you know it's so funny that you mentioned like that type of situation i once went in for an audition and i've mentioned this on the podcast before and i went in i think i was one of the very last my my slot was very late in the day and when i was done i took i took my book and i you know i said i was like thank you so much for playing and the pianist looked at me and was like oh yeah yeah sure and I just thought oh my god has no one said thank you to you the entire day that you've been sitting here (laughs) well it's also it's such a it's such a like fine line because yeah you should always like thank your accompanist and like of course like as a pianist myself like I I'm all for that but I've also like kind of learned that going back to the pianist being the last person the uh, singer sees before they Mm -hmm. leave. Like if it's an awful audition, like sometimes they just like grab their book and they're just so in their head. And you know, like with that, it's just like, I like, there's no hard feelings. It's fine. But it like, I play, yeah, I have played some like great auditions for people and they will be like, they just like, I don't know if it's like a, a rude thing rather than a, a more of like you you don't know like proper 
where the line is for that of like, you should always say thank you. But if you like also like just have a bad audition and like in your head, that's fine. I also like, I mean, there's been times where I've like majorly messed up people's auditions <laughs> and they like, you know, don't really look and like they get the book and it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm sorry. Yeah. Or I will say like, I'm sorry. I'll be like, I'm sorry. I did that. Like, you know what I mean? But I just, I wanted to, have you, what was the, what has been for you the best experience that you've had in, in an audition room? Mm. I, oh yeah, I mean, uh, I guess like it's more, it's more like pop rock auditions actually, weirdly enough, mm -hmm. because like, it is more simple yeah. the like the structure of the songs and it's it's easier to play and there's I, I guess like those type of auditions are great because you always leave and you're like oh yeah I like nailed that today like it feels good yeah it just it never feels good when even if you like mess up like three people's auditions out of like hundreds it like still kind of like always sticks but it, it sticks with you but it, it's also like it's funny I talk about this with like my therapist too like how are you not supposed to uh, like the how are you not supposed to feel like you have to be a perfectionist in this industry when mm -hmm. like the stakes are high with like every single thing that you do yeah um so like remind yourself like it's okay to make mistakes sometimes like it's not the end of the world like you're now at like a stage where you you're gonna do this you're not gonna like leave the business because like that's I feel like the the stakes of when you first start out it is like so like you're trying it out and you're if you think you're bad at it like you're not why would you want to waste your time in this industry right that's like an awful experience a lot of the time with like nerves um but yeah I think more of like the pop rock stuff is like the good like experience and I, I think also singers feel more comfortable with that because it's it's less like I'm in musical theater school and this is yeah. what like I thought and these are my beats that like my <laughs> professor has and it's just it's also like usually and especially with open calls like they just want to hear if like the singer can sing mm -hmm. a lot of the time and it's like because there are like there are like those random people that like do come into auditions and they they can't sing and I don't know what the deal is with it but like it is kind of like fishing and sorting those people out to like the people that can and it's not as complicated I think as people think in terms of like the nuances of their performances yeah know? what so we've spoken about you know a good day what has yeah. been the worst day <laughs> when you were like I will never play this instrument ever again <laughs> I mean it honestly like it probably was like the first like set of auditions I played in New York I think it was such a like shock to be like oh my god like I sound off like this is bad and I also like I was like told a lot in school that like I was like good so like going into the real world, it's yeah. like, it was like kind of a shock of like, oh my God. And like, I'm not, I'm very actually like grateful that I'm more hard on myself than I am like, oh yeah, you're great. Like it mm -hmm, does like, mm -hmm. humbleness does like keep you grounded. And also I think 
it makes you open to like continuing to learn. Cause I still like want, I'm still like, there are things that I'm learning with every like show that I do. Um, but yeah, it was probably like the first set of auditions where I had no idea that singers didn't know how to talk to pianists all the time. I didn't know a lot of like rep. Like I remember like, it was even like something as common as like easy as life from it. Aida that mm -hmm. like is now like, almost considered overdone yeah <laughs> like that it would be like my first time like playing that in front of like Rachel Hoffman at Telsey like this major casting director and it's just like it's just it's not a good feeling it's it's never a good feeling to you know like the one thing that you're proud of artistically <laughs> is like you sound like a middle schooler playing it I mean it's not that bad but it it feels that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, um, yeah. What, um, what, has, what is the most bizarre thing that you have encountered <laughs> in that room? And I, I mean, I have heard some people talk about, you know, they have made some choices in those rooms. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's, there's a lot of stories that I probably have repressed too. But like... <laughs> I remember like I played for there was like the off-Broadway like 50 grades of uh, 50 shades of gray parody musical mm -hmm. um like I think maybe in like 2015 or so, I don't know but I was playing auditions for that and everybody had to like kind of bring in like a, a parody song or something like sex-based or and this girl brought in hit me baby one more time and she she gave me the music and the music literally was all drum hits so there wasn't even like any like notes it was just like x's of like this is the rhythm okay and so, so that initially was like okay okay i'll try and figure that out but then we started and she started twerking on the piano <laughs> but then she started she like did a i don't know what the the correct term but like she was twerking back like her butt was on top and she was like on her hands like doing a handstand and twerking that way on the oh. piano so the piano was also shaking it was like an episode of black mirror it was it, i was just like i was like 23 i was like what is happening like what like what and like it, it was like again like one of those auditions where like i wasn't playing well and i was like this is like not what i need like on top of like how I'm feeling, this like woman is twerking on this piano. <laughs> um, that was an interesting one. I've also like, there have been like also experiences where people just like don't check their binder before. And like, I've like, I'll like be in the middle of a, of, of a cut and I'll turn the page and it's a completely different song because they didn't realize like it was in there or like, the pages I you'll turn the page and like the page is upside down and um that's always like really interesting that, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm also so like type a that like I'll like double check everything beforehand just to, like give myself like I guess reassurance um I've, I've been handed like iPads where somebody calls like FaceTimes like them on their iPad so like the screen will just like like it will be like my face and I'll be like oh my god and <laughs> like I've been handed like mini iPads with like cracked screens it's just like it always like and again like 
I'll reiterate, like, I understand that people like don't know, they just like don't know how to talk to a pianist or they don't understand what the pianist needs. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there is like, uh, there is a balance of like common sense sometimes. <laughs> right. of, like, really, like that's not like, that's not gonna work out and it's not gonna work out for you in your best interest either. Um, but yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, those are like the ones that really st stick out. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I think I'm scarred from the uh, twerking story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What have you have you had a really interesting story with like a pianist, like in your own experience um, with auditioning? Not in I, what I, I not my own, but I we so we had this thing where we they were like letting like ten people come in to the room at a time. And everyone was sitting on a bench. Oh my God. Yes. And you, we were singing right. in front of each other. It wasn't like a one by one thing. Um, oh, no way. Yes. I didn't know they still do that. And, um, and this girl got up and she was singing. But I guess she didn't communicate properly to, to the person playing what she wanted or, and how she or how the tempo was going. Because while she's singing, she just starts like slapping her thigh to alert the person playing the piano that she <laughs> wants it sped up. And I remember sitting there going, oh my God, what is happening? And he, you know, the guy's like, what are you doing? The panel is like, what is happening? This girl is like, and I mean, and when I say, I mean, she was going for it. <laughs> she, she needed to get his attention. And I just, and I think that's, and that's, that's the only time I've ever been in a room with somebody else was singing. I think that's, and I just, I think we all were like, what is happening? What yeah. is going on? That's so interesting because like, yeah, they're always like, I feel like the, the stereotype with like, you never snap at a pianist. <laughs> and like, I, I, I've never been snapped at. Like, I mean, I've had people like give tempos and been like, yeah, it's like this, but nobody's ever been like, it's this, like in my face. Like it's never yeah. been like that. But I, I do like, I do like wonder if they were taught like somewhere, like the pianist works for you. Like it's not a collaboration. <laughs> like, cause I remember in, when I was, when I was first playing like for musical theater singers in grad school, I remember like they were doing like uh, mock auditions with like the seniors and the the one of the professors who's not teaching there anymore um behind the table was uh was behind the table and this the one of the guys was singing something and he skipped like three like it wasn't like subtle like he skipped like three pages so <laughs> i caught it and like that was it and like i caught it and we finished the song and he right after was he turned to me and he was like um i'm so sorry i skipped that thank you for catching me and the teacher was like no 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 you never apologize to the accompanist. It is his job to catch you. And I remember in the moment, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's my job. But now like looking back, it's like, that is insane. That yeah. that. Like, and he like, his instinct to just like, you know, not make a big deal. He was like, thank you like for catching me. Like I'm, yeah. I apologize. That is what like I would <laughs> tell somebody to do now. Like he was completely right. But I, yeah, maybe... I also think like there is, there is something there with like education and mm. especially like the older 
professors not who haven't actually you know because like Broadway and like theater is has changed like drastically even in like the past decade of how they do auditions and especially like if these people haven't been in like the industry in like 20 to 30 years like yeah it's going to be different they don't have like cattle calls like how they used to anymore yeah. and like they probably did back then have like uh you know calls where everybody does come in and they sing really quickly um but yeah i think like there's still some old school mentality that's being taught that just isn't like fitting in this new kind of era of like kindness <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. um that that is just bizarre that that the teacher's first or the professor's first instinct was to say no you do not apologize yeah like, it's, it's weird <laughs> it's also i mean it's i also like I wrote a tweet about this and I, I deleted it because I didn't want to seem so like whiny. I also <laughs> love deleting tweets. <laughs> um, but it was like, somebody was like, quote, quote your most controversial musical theater opinion, which is so like dangerous in itself. But mine was basically like, I just think like m music directors and musicians on in like this industry aren't, aren't really celebrated as much as they should and it's not to like blow smoke up anyone's ass or anything like mm -hmm. that it's just like it it is crazy how like the musicians especially the conductors and the music directors are always on the bottom of the totem pole mm -hmm. and it's always been like that I remember like when I was working with you know uh, a music director at Paper Mill when like when I was first moving to the city and mm -hmm. he he's done like Broadway stuff and he's been very successful he, I don't know how the conversation got to where it was, but he was like, oh yeah, like musicians are, just get used to it. Like as a music director, you will always be at the bottom. Like you will do the most work and you will be the least appreciated sometimes, yeah. especially in terms of like, um, in terms of like press, because like you do, you look at these and that's what like the tweet was like about too. It's like, you look at these like articles that these Broadway sites are releasing and they'll like mention the assistant choreographer, which like they should, yeah. But there'll be like no mention of like a music director or anything. And like, it's interesting also that creative is one of the only creatives that stays with the show after it opens. Cause the right. choreographer is gone, the director is gone. And then yeah. like you take it up to, with like the dance captain and, and stuff like that. It's just, it's really bizarre. And it's also like, it's musical theater. Like it, it's music, it's music. Yeah. And the music, I think what people don't realize is that it's not just about like sounding, like music sounding good in, um, in musical theater performing. It's, it's also about like telling the story through like the music, which you do with like tempos, with, with, uh, with style and with like all of yeah. that. It's, it's another kind of tool used to tell the story that's happening on stage even mm -hmm. if you can't see it you know yeah and um you know there are certain shows um where you know for and i'm trying to i'm trying to think of an example now and the first one that came to my head was war paint because i just had this discussion the other day where the show <laughs> the the story spans you know not like a week or a weekend it spans decades and the music yeah yeah, yeah. each decade there's influences of the sound that was around in that decade coming through 
the music. And so the music is such an important part of, of the story, of telling the story. So I 100% agree with you. Yeah, and it's it's also I completely agree with that, and it's also interesting. And I was thinking about this with I was I did falsettos was my like last major production, and that show is all music for like two and a half hours, and it's truly like the hardest thing I'll I'll probably ever do, just because like it's just so much mental work, mm -hmm. and there were only like four of us um, in the pit for that, and it, it was just interesting, and I don't know if it's like an equity thing. But like, it made me realize like the the call board with all the actors' names in like the front of the house, yeah. and also, you know, it will say like this perform this performance conducted by whoever. But like they they list all the stage managers, like even the assistant and a, like uh, stage managers, and I again like think they should. But it's also like, well, if like we're doing that, why aren't we also like, you know putting up like at least the musicians names or yeah at least the associate or assistant conductors names um it's the same with like in the playbill there's no like associate conductors never get bios and playbills and i think they should and they also like they conduct the show twice a week it's 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 just it's a weird it's like the musicians union and maybe they shouldn't like care about that as there are bigger things to like worry about but it it, it is interesting that like, that's never been like a conversation that's arose um, in a common like way. It's yeah. just, like sometimes you'll hear about it, but like I just feel it's just such a bizarre thing to me. Do you think everyone's just kind of that's just the way it is, and that's and and yeah, there's no yeah, totally you know, there's no way I, changing I, it. Yeah, and I don't I I don't think it's a malicious thing. I don't think like like yeah, being on the bottom of the it's not like oh well you're a musician you're nothing it's just like i just don't think anyone's thinking about it and i don't and maybe it's it, maybe all musicians think about it maybe i'm like more analytical about it for some reason but mm -hmm. like also musicians don't really care which is weird at least like the, the ones that i've like met they're just like yeah that's the way it is it, it, it's kind of yeah everyone's is. kind of being conditioned to that way of thinking yeah no one's like happy about it, but also no one's like angry. Like I'm not ready right. to start like a protest either. But right. it's just everyone's kind of just it, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's just weird. Uh, just because like we work, you know, just as much as the actors and in different ways. It's yeah, it's in interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just I I'm a big fan of you know giving credit where credit is due. You know, mm -hmm. the actors are not the ones making the the sounds on stage and it's not someone who pushed a play button you know on a recorder it's actual people you right, know right. with their actual training and talent mm -hmm. you know adding to the whole yeah and it's a i mean it's also like the whole the whole kind of subject of subbing in like pits and having like and maybe that's also why it's complicated of putting musicians on the call board because people do like come in and sub and it's not always the person there. Mm -hmm. And I will say, actually, they did put the musicians on the call board for the band's visit, I remember. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was cool. Maybe that's where like the whole like thought came to me um, when I saw that. I was like, oh, why isn't that done more? But <clears throat> that's all also really interesting because like that, that pit was like in the basement. They weren't seen at all. And like they were, but that was like so cool that they put 
their name on the front and the front of the house. Um, but I'm sorry, what what was the question before that? <laughs> My memory was like, what, did I... what were we talking about right before? I don't remember. Pandemic brain. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I uh, like, oh yeah, like giving credit where credit is due just because, you know, they do add to the whole, they do, they add to the yeah, whole yeah. Oh. production. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was subbing, but yeah. 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 Um, how do you prepare to go into an audition room? You know, for me, I got to go to a dance class. I got to see my singing coach and, you know, maybe work on I... an accent if it's required. <laughs> How do I prepare going into like playing auditions? Mm, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's usually like if it's a day that's like from 10 to 5 and I know it's going to be a long day, I will definitely get like large coffee because that like staying awake is like truly helpful. But I'll also like, <laughs> truly helpful. <laughs> yeah, I'll also like try and not like have any in-depth conversations beforehand like even like saying like if I like run into somebody I'll try not to like have long conversations just because like I'm really am trying to preserve as much like mental energy as like I can because it really is like I'm comparing it to, to like taking the SATs again like it's like you it's just so much concentration for such a large amount of time yeah that I think is also not really natural for our like human <laughs> bodies yeah absolutely um, yeah so usually like I'll get coffee I'll get like a snack to have and um I won't go in the audition room until like maybe five minutes before then I'll get settled and um yeah that's that's really it I I maybe I'll like try and like warm up um so I feel comfortable too but mm -hmm. in terms of like it's actually kind of nice to like not the night before have to like prepare anything you know what I mean it's kind of nice yeah. to have the freedom of like well what's gonna happen is what's gonna happen you have no control over it right yeah. now so why like worry about how you're gonna do tomorrow yeah so it is kind of weirdly freeing in that sense uh, yeah I was gonna ask if you know that the audition will require you know you know pop rock songs I was gonna ask do you play through a couple of pop rock songs the night before that you know you're like maybe this one will come up <laughs> <laughs> no I mean there have been like I was playing auditions for The Wanderer at Paper Mill actually like a couple months before this pandemic too and it was I forgot what style of me it was I don't I, I'm gonna it's probably wrong I want to say it's like 50s or 60s and and like I remember being like well let me just like at least like look at like hits from like that and like just mm -hmm. at least get the style but with pop rock stuff I also feel like it's it's so easy because you just like ask the you ask the singer like what the hook is or what the chorus is and yeah. I really like, yeah, definitely heard that before and then it's just easy it's easy to like navigate through that but um there will be like you know, if I'm playing, like, callbacks for a show, like, they'll usually send, like, the sides beforehand, and I'll get, yeah. like, familiar with that. Yeah. Um, if it's a dance call, which is, like, I, I think, like, dance calls are also kind of, like, a different beast, because, like, you play the same thing over and over again, and especially with, like, 
kind of like dancers, especially if they're tappers, like, mm. well, first of all, I'm like, you can't even hear the piano. It's like, it's insane. Like, I'm like, why don't you just like, like blast it on a stereo? Like it really like, I remember like playing and I was like, I could like stop playing right now and nobody would like, even there's like a hundred people tapping at the same time. But I like, uh, it's also like kind of like preserving your, your mental energy. And also like my, like I, I've like, gotten like hangnails from like playing like the same thing and like banging on the piano so it's also like kind of like I guess that's maybe also another like preparation thing like if like I have a hangnail or something like forming and like yeah. it's going to be painful the next day like I'll like bandage up my like finger with like neosporin and like like put it on there okay um because you know like banging your thumb on like the key for like you're gonna like get some sort of um situation that's gonna yeah. happen with your finger <laughs> also like important to maintain your like you know technique and like posture and like everything to make sure that you're not gonna end up getting carpal tunnel from like playing this like thing that you should not be playing like over and over again that's like it's very like stressful on your body after a while yeah um what if you could mm -hmm. what advice would you give to or you know tips would you give to a performer before they come into the room i would say take a deep breath <laughs> very important <laughs> like i think that's like very like just really like take a deep breath and like also like be your authentic self because mm -hmm. there's also there's also something really awkward about seeing somebody come in and they're being like so like a very heightened version of like a nice person and you could just tell like nobody is that way and it comes across almost like you're like you're not being yourself and it's you you're it's like they're acting like an alien who has like read a book about like how to act as a human you know what I mean they're like yes. oh yes hello like it's so <laughs> it's just really weird for like everybody and like it puts a weird vibe so like being yourself I think also just like you don't want to like waste anyone's time like nobody really like wants to have a conversation I don't think behind the table mm -hmm. and either does like Janice like it's usually like hi hi I'm I'm like I'm so and so like um I don't feel like there needs to be like oh how is your day going like just like hi this is me uh today we're gonna be singing this like quick and short and done ask if the pianist needs anything if they're good um do your thing, grab your book, and um, say thank you to the pianist. I think, like, that's the advice. And also just being as confident as you can with, like, your actual performance, but, again, with also, like, communicating with, like, the pianist, like, knowing exactly what you want. And if, like, the pianist asks you a question and it's not what you want, don't just agree with them. Like, we're trying to, like, figure out what you are wanting and just, like, song so if it if it if something that we're doing sounds like a little off be like no, no 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 let's like figure this out you know like take the time if you do need it yeah if um no i mean just don't feel like as rushed i know that's kind of contradicting what i said before of like fast and quick but again if something is like not sounding right when you're talking to the pianist like just make sure you clear it up because like we want to make sure that we're giving the best support to you throughout yes. this very yeah. nerve-wracking experience yes um what is the 
what is the best advice that you have received, uh, you know, going into this profession? I think it's so, it's so like cliche. And I know like everybody has also, you know, been told this, but really like keeping your eyes on your own path mm. has really, has really saved my mental health. Like, cause like there is like a huge mental health component to this, like industry and especially I'm sure as like actors with like your physical appearance like it can't like be good for your mental health to like feel like you're not like good at good looking or enough or like you're not fitting a specific mold mm -hmm. um but it's yeah I also like I even like now like you know I, I've been doing this now for like a few years and I'll see like people that just like came in that like have gotten like Broadway shows and it's it's really it's still like a struggle to like remind yourself like okay well like they just like ended up getting lucky and like they knew the right people and yeah. you know what I mean and I think something that also maybe this is also advice that somebody has given to me that's helped is like creating your own content in quotes I don't know creating your like what you want to do yourself yeah. Sometimes it's just like the best thing that you can do for your mental health. And also it's something that you can do that's in your control. I think that's that kind of awakened during the pandemic with, I did a lot of virtual projects uh -huh. and I did it. I did them not only for networking with like actors. Um, it, it's weird. Like I met like so many actors this past year through the pandemic than I ever did before the pandemic in person, just because everybody was around and they wanted to do something. Yeah. But yeah, just taking control and like doing projects that you're proud of and also showcasing um, yourself. Sometimes you can't wait for like the right person in the right moment. Sometimes you have to take it in your own hands and um, create your own thing to be like oh by the way if you're not going to like pay attention to me I'm here mm -hmm. and hopefully you can view this and maybe now I can be in like the back of your mind you know yeah uh I'm yeah. so glad that you that you said to keep you know to keep in mind that your journey is your own because you know comparison is a thief of joy and it it it, it has driven me mad to go oh my god you know, we graduated at the same time and look what you've done and look what I've done, you know, and it's, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's also just like it. And I mean, it, again, this is more for like musicians. It really is like, well, I mean, yeah, of course, like this 22 year old, like got the show, like they know like this person through like school or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's also with some actors, like I've there, I have like a couple of friends that are, are really talented and um but like they've gotten these jobs that I I never would have thought they would go in for or like would would book just because I never thought they were like that type but like sure enough it was like because they knew a supervisor or a creative and like they had that's why like those relationships are just as important yeah. um than actual talent because there's again there's so there's so much talent in the city that like you're going to want to be somebody that people want to work with too. Yes. It's just as important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
at the end of all my conversations, I always ask these two, two questions. Um, I'm always like, okay, we're done talking about the work. We're just going to ask two little fun questions. Um, yeah. So the first one, in your opinion, who was so perfectly cast in a role that if they redid it, and this can, I mean, this is TV, theater, or, the, or film, if they redid it every day for the rest of our lives, it would never be as good as that one person. Okay, so you're asking like, who was so perfectly cast in a role that mm -hmm. if they, if somebody else did it, yes, it like, it never would be the same. <laughs> I actually think. I love that question, by the way, because I also, like, am such a huge nerd <laughs> with, like, casting, and, like, I am, like, I am, like, a fan more than anything. Like, I find the whole, like, stardom of, like, Broadway very interesting and compelling, yeah. too. Um, weirdly enough, and it's not just because I worked on the show, but Carmen Cusack in Bright Star was, like, such... <laughs> A, like moment for me did you see it by chance i did not get to see it it's all good um it's also like i mean that was the year hamilton was like around <laughs> like it was it was so like hidden with like yeah. everything and i remember like i i didn't even know it was on broadway i didn't know what bright star was and one of my friends got a comp with it and they're like do you want to go to this musical and i was like i didn't even know that i thought that was a play and i remember like seeing it and the moment she came out like it was it was what like I still can't get over like seeing that first performance and being like just so shockingly I was just so shocked at how good she was in that role of how of also playing like an older version of a character and a younger version mm -hmm. like so flawlessly and um I, I just couldn't get over it, it was such a, an amazing surprise and I also think she she would have won the Tony that year if Cynthia Erivo wasn't in the pic. I mean, Cynthia Erivo, like that performance was also like- Yeah, that was the color purple, insane. no? Yeah, color purple. Yeah. And like, you saw it and you're like, of course you're gonna like win a Tony for this. You're yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah. But again, and then when I, when I got to do the Bright Star tour and mm -hmm. she was, she did the first half, like that was such a, that was one of the coolest moments of my life because, and I told her, I was like, after the first time I conducted the show, I was like, I have to say, and I don't like ever want to be like this with like actors. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I, I'm going to say it like your performance was one of the best performances I've ever seen, like in like a theater. And it still like blows me away when I like think about her in it. So that would be my answer. Very long winded answer. I shall take it. Okay. The second yeah. question is if you could. What would, your, what would yours be? Oh, there's just so many, but for me, I, I just, and I wish that I was born to see it live. All I've done is seen the recording mm -hmm. was Bernadette Peters in Sunday in the Park with George. She just, I don't know. That just, yes, yes. Uh, you know what I mean? It just, I like, I don't have words for that. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's similar to like Carmen. It's similar to Carmen in like the I don't know if that role I'm I'm assuming that role of Dot was like crafted around Bernadette like I think so I'm, um, I'm not really but sure. it just yeah I think like when somebody's like been involved from the very beginning of such a great piece of like work 
-hmm. like there's it's such a recipe for like success and um but yes i completely agree bernadette peterson as dot is is a great answer yeah um okay the second question mm -hmm. if you could play any show what would it be oh my god like okay are you saying i'm so annoying with like these extra <laughs> questions but like are you saying like conducting <clears throat> the show are you saying like playing in the pit or are you saying like playing like just like the entire score like in a rehearsal okay let's do conducting and playing in the pit so i'll give you two <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> um i would say with playing in the pit oh that's i mean i haven't really played in a bunch of pits so it's hard to it's hard to like navigate. I would want it. I, I guess I would say, I guess I would say a show that the musicians are on stage. I know that's kind of like cheating since it's not technically a pit, but like, I really, I loved with Bright Star, like the musicians, half the musicians were on a moving house on stage mm -hmm. and you could like really see like the nuances of like everybody's like performance and like beats with the actors because i i find that very fascinating like really yeah. good actors um i think so you shared a clip like, on on twitter of 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 a yeah 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 it that was, it was fascinated me yeah 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 and it really i mean that i don't mean to keep bringing up carmen Cusack, <laughs> but <fine>. like <laughs> that, that was also like there's a there's a huge moment in the second act where like she gets some devastating news. And I remember when I saw it in the audience, it like takes your breath away. And I remember when I was on stage seeing it, I was just like, it was so different, like seeing her like from like 10 feet away and like seeing like, you know, cause it's like a heightened performance when you're on stage. Cause you have to play to like everybody in back. It was just yeah. really interesting to see that. Um, and then conducting, I think it would be, a show like Wicked where it's like a major blockbuster yeah huge like success hit and like those even though like I feel like Wicked is like a meme almost now <laughs> like it's not even like a show because like it's used like I mean especially with me like I love tweeting about Wicked it's always a guarantee like hit um, <laughs> but like you kind of like listen to those songs and like the wizard and I and Defying Girl, like those are such like huge, like iconic, like musical yeah. theater numbers. And the orchestrations are also so good that mm -hmm. it just like must feel so like badass to like conduct that show and like do the final like bars of Defying Gravity and like giving the final downbeat and it goes like black and the whole like audience is like, it's like an arena of like, people yeah. applauding like I think that no one has like... no one has breathed through that entire song because <laughs> they know yeah, what's yeah. coming no you one, know like, no one, yeah and nobody at the end is gonna like when it like the button hits like the audience isn't gonna be like yeah like uh, like everyone's yeah, gonna no. like woo and mm -hmm. be on their feet because you just mm -hmm. saw somebody fly like and felt like <laughs> so high it's amazing yeah yeah perfect yeah, those, I will those, I will take mm -hmm. it. I will tell you about with my my own my journey with Wicked is so it's so fraught because when I was at college, you know, everyone and their dog was singing songs from Wicked. And it's all we ever yeah. heard. And I was like, I hate this fucking thing. 
I don't want to sing songs from this show. Take this show. All you people yeah. do is defy gravity every goddamn day. And then you tell me how popular you are. And you're going to go and see this wizard. And yes. it just, and I just put, I had like a block on it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you grow up and you're like, okay, I can appreciate it for what it is because, you know, I don't have yeah. my space singing it every damn day. It's also really interesting with like Wicked, like nobody brings it in auditions. Like I, I, I don't even think it was like ever an overdone song just because like people did sing it like everywhere else. Mm -hmm. But like, I felt like there was never, like, I feel like no one else from like Great Comet is such like, is like the new like gimme gimme from Thoroughly Modern Millie. Like everybody sings it. Yeah. But like, I feel like Wicked was never in that kind of like even category just because like of what you were saying like all your classmates were singing it and it like maybe it was always like a meme maybe it was always like oh yeah that's wicked but it's it's also interesting like i i've played callbacks a couple of times for that show and what they make like those alphabets do <laughs> like is they just like immediately you have to sing the ended the end of wizard and i the end of defying gravity usually multiple times too so they know you can like handle it and then they make them sing I'm Not That Girl. <laughs> it's so weird. My vocal cords just had a stroke listening to I that. I know, like, what a, like, <laughs> what a journey for, like, those, like, poor... I don't know why that's not a six-show-a-week role, like, <laughs> where there's two alt... I don't know. Yeah, it's such a wild thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Max, again, thank you, thank you, thank oh you God, so, so much. Um, yeah. Before I let you go... Uh, tell everyone who listens how they can keep up to date with, you know, with everything that you're up to, with with what you're doing. What's your social media details? Yeah, my my Twitter um, is at Grossman Max, so like Grossman Max, but Grossman's my last name. <laughs> um, so at Grossman Max, it's a lot of musical theater niche tweets. It's one um, of my favorite Twitter accounts. Thank I'm you. Always I like, really What's he tweeting it. about today? <laughs> I do. I do love like still kind of being insecure and like deleting tweets if they don't do well. But I think that's just another therapy thing that anywhere. And um, Instagram is Max Maxi Grossman. So at Max I Maxi Grossman, um, and that's that's my Instagram. Um, and I'm just going to plug your embroidery work as well. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, I'm not just an accompanist and music director. I also do embroidery now, which I never thought I would ever say. But that <laughs> is, that's at Maxi, M-A-X-I underscore stitches. And I now weirdly do commissions for people. <laughs> so, what, well, what you've shown is is great. So go ahead it's and so go and relaxing. follow him there. Um, I will just say that one of my favorite things that one of my favorite Twitter threads that you did was the, the uh, Barbara Cook at the Kennedy Center honors uh, when you were oh like, when you broke down every woman. And I was like, I love this guy so much. He's so cool. Wait, thank you so much because that is, I mean, I do like think we will now like be friends like after this because like you like you are like the type of person I would talk about that like the Barbara Cook Kennedy Center Honors thing was such a moment of like culture for me like I remember seeing it for the first time and like lo like absolutely losing my mind 
And then yeah. I, I must have watched it over a hundred times. Like, and yeah, there was like every year when the Kennedy Center honors like appears, I always like go back to it. And yeah. like, I've seen it so many times that like you really do catch something new every single time. Yeah. And they're just like, there's nothing better than a good musical theater leading lady, I think. It, there's it, nothing more. I mean, yeah. I'm, like you say, you've watched it. So I've watched it. Sometimes I just watch it just to make sure I can still feel things, you know? Um, yes. It's like it's like watching the the red dress section of of Sometimes Birthday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that also, I like you, and it's also like I love also like thinking about the new generation of leading ladies that is like forming as we speak, like people that are around our age. Mm -hmm. um, because like yeah, the, those ladies aren't gonna be that age forever and like there we are gonna have like a new kelly o'hara and audrey mcdonald not yeah. like someone that will replace them but their own kind of uh i don't know the word like their own you know name and it, it right. it's it's very interesting to like watch and really exciting too yeah, yeah. so please, you have to follow max on twitter he's really truly one of my favorite people to follow because you just tweet oh the funniest i appreciate it <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you again so, so much. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of I Hope I Get It. I hope that these conversations will continue to entertain and inspire you all. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can keep up to date with the podcast on Instagram at I Hope I Get It Pod. You can also find us on Facebook if you just type in I Hope I Get It. Thank you.